Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. that was common in the early church known as Gnosticism it was like the body itself is irrelevant and pointless and we shouldn't even worry about any of these things and it very, sounds very spiritual but it's a lie death is a thief and an enemy it's been defeated but isn't gone yet so he still steals from us loss still hurts and it's it's right that it hurts when you believe in the hope of heaven death whether your own or that of a loved one, has a different meaning than it would without that hope. But as Pastor David will clarify in today's message, that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Even when you know you'll see someone again, the loss is real. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 20, as he continues his message, Hope That Does Not Disappoint. If I have all eternity to enjoy the riches of my Father, then I'm less attached to the things now. And I'll be more deliberate to use it in a way that is storing up treasure in the kingdom, that's honoring him. If I really believe there's a kingdom where the treasure is going to be good. If I don't believe there's a kingdom coming and the treasures are, if the treasures feel abstract and like they don't really matter, then I'm going to be less apt to be willing to lay things down. I mean, doesn't this feel really contrary to the way we think about our money a lot of times? Like, I don't think I should be thinking, if I give these five bucks away in heaven, I'm earning a reward right now. But he tells us that's exactly how we should be thinking. If I serve this person, we think to ourselves, I should just do it for the sake of the service. There's a degree to which that's true. But he also says, no, I'm, I'm laying my life down, believing in reward. I'm confident that my father who sees in secret will see this. And he may not reward it before I see him in eternity, but there's going to be a real reward. It'll change the way that we do these things. I'm much more willing to lay my life down if I believe he actually is taking note of it and there's going to be some sort of payoff for it. If it's just for the sake of doing a good thing, sometimes that's not enough, especially when it becomes really hard, like when he says to love our enemies, to pray for them, to submit willingly to your boss who is a jerk, Right and work hard when no one sees it at your job or in your home. Right, do the dishes for the seventeenth night in a row because nobody else is going to do them. Right, joyfully because there's a reward and your father sees in secret. It changes the way we do these things, how we spend our time and our money. I think about 
again, right, everything going on in Afghanistan right now, it's not just Afghanistan, it's a lot of the world, but our, the church in Afghanistan, right now, there are parents of five-year-olds and three-year-olds just like me who are having to decide how they take care of their family knowing that their children have good odds of dying for this. Right? That resource of family looks different. If in this life only I have hope, I'm going to have a hard time. Right? I'm not going to lay down my five-year-old. I'm not going to let my five-year-old lose his life. Let my three-year-old lose her life. If in this life only we have hope. If my concept of heaven is abstract peace, I'm going to have a hard time watching my little ones suffer, right? But if I believe my father, if I actually believe that whatever they suffer here, they're going to enjoy him and his presence and all he designed them for forever, changes the way I train my children too. The way I use that resource, it changes everything. As the band makes their way back up, you guys can come back up. Look with me at verse 36. When Paul said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all, and they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. Last thing I want to point out real quick is that this changes the way we grieve. But it doesn't, it doesn't remove the grief which is, I think, really important. This can, this can turn into a, a callous. There was a thing that was really common. It was a heresy that was common in the early church known as Gnosticism. It was like the body itself is irrelevant and pointless, and we shouldn't even worry about any of these things, and it very, sounds very spiritual, but it's a lie. Death is a thief and an enemy who's been defeated but isn't gone yet. So he still steals from us. Loss still hurts, and it's, it's right that it hurts. God put eternity in our hearts. Death grates against that. Loss grates against how we are made. So it's not wrong to grieve in these things. It's actually really right to grieve in these things. It shows that we allowed ourselves to love and attach the way that Jesus tells us to do. I love the freedom that it tells us here. They didn't, like... It doesn't say they were sorrowful and said goodbye to Paul, right? They wept and kissed him. They were going to miss him. They knew they weren't going to see him again. That's a right response, but it's but we can grieve now with hope. It doesn't crush us. We can grieve and be really sad and still say the goodbye and still go, still let others go because we know that it's not final in Christ. I'm going to see people who I have lost in this life. I'm going to see them again and enjoy their company and hear their stories forever. So this is a long pause, but it's not forever. But that also brings up the painful reality of the unsaved loved ones. First of all, we need to remind ourselves again of who God is. He loves them more than we do. The only person in the universe who we could say that about with confidence, right? But there's people in, I, I don't think anybody else loves my kids more than I do. But he does. He actually does. 
Because he's not corrupted by selfishness and sin the way that I am, you know? He doesn't get exasperated with them the way that I do when I'm worn out and they're screaming in the back of the car. Right? He actually loves them more than I do. He actually loves the unsaved dear ones more than we do. To such a degree that he says, right, Jesus, who is incarnate, who is a man, he's God, but he is a man, who is eagerly anticipating the day that he can have a glass of wine with us at the wedding feast again and break his millennia-long fast, he's waiting. He says, I'm, I'm delaying the day because I don't want anyone to miss any chance. He tells us in Second Peter, he says that he's, he's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. He takes no delight in the loss of anyone. He does not want it. He's taking the time that it takes for everyone who will turn to have that chance. But this should also drive us to pray for them, to talk with them, right? to be bold. And if that's you today, hear that you don't have to be separate from him. He's already paid the price. This is not, he tells us, heaven is not a paycheck. It is an inheritance. It's a gift for the family. All you have to do to become part of the family is to receive it, to, to look to him. There's nothing, there's nothing to do to earn it. So if you find yourself separate from him today, there's nothing that needs to stand between you, that needs to remove you from this. He wants you restored to himself. He'll begin the restoration today. You'll still have pain. You'll still have trouble in this world. Right? But you'll have it with the life of the creator God supplying you, enabling you to go through it. It's hard to even describe that until you've experienced it, but that's what he says will happen. He will help you. He'll be with you. He'll teach you. He'll guide you. He'll enable you. He'll comfort you as you hurt in this life. And you'll know that it's just a little bit of time before the glory shines through you, the eternity that's in your heart that you're made for is realized outside of you. joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in Acts when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. 
give us a call at 305 531 2730. When you call, please let us know if we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305 531 2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more, right here on Main Thing Radio.